the knowledge that is coming out into the atmosphere that you will have an encounter that will last you a lifetime an encounter that will align you for many other encounters to be birthed in and through your life not just for yourselves but for even those in and around you the people that you connect with every day i mean many of you sitting here have got family members that you want to see receive salvation and my prayer is in this night that the encounter through the knowledge and the understanding that you receive will set you up will align you to step into a dimension of where deliverance will flow through your life where you know it's the focus is now being moved from me i've said this so many times that we as believers need to move from a place where i am inward focused to where i become outward focused the focus is no longer it's no longer about me but i've developed the heart of christ everything about god is to give out the father gave his son and the son gave his life and then the son was resurrected and gave the holy spirit and then the holy spirit is now pouring himself out as the helper are you guys everything about god is continually giving out god always exhales he never inhales are you guys with me meaning he always gives out and if you have developed a christ-like attitude and character it means that you have developed the same mindset of where it's no longer about me, but I care about the ones around me. When I walk in the mall, I look at someone that is hurt and I can pick up spiritually and discern that this one needs God and you can reach out. I don't even care about how it might look on me. If I see someone is, is maybe hurt and I need to pray for healing, that I don't care how this thing, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not me who's doing the healing in any way. I, can, I can't perform the deliverance in any way. I'm a mere mortal vessel in the hands of God that is just surrendered and saying, my God just use me, here I am. May you be glorified through my life so that I can restore the hearts of men back to you. This is when you have reached and developed the character of Christ. It's no longer about me. And I know that deliverance is very personal and that the focus is going to start off with you, but you're going to get through this and healing is going to take place and you will have to get to a place where you now move and shift the focus from yourself to others so that the deliverance that you have received can now flow towards others and your family can receive the same amen many are waiting for that desperately i know that the family members can just have a touch from god there are many mothers sitting here that have prayed nights through cried out my god please in the night watches may you reach down my god and may you touch my children may you touch my family members may you may, my god i pray may your presence just come upon them reveal yourself up to onto them open yourself my god make yourself available to them that they may know you and that there will be a change of heart i know that many of these prayers has gone out and many have cried nights through pray for the deliverance but i'm telling you prayers has not gone unnoticed we're going to get into certain secrets behind the tragedies that many of you have faced. Behind the circumstances and the situations of demonic cycles in your lives and why these things are not broken. And why you keep on battling with these things. And it's going to be unlocked through knowledge and understanding. Amen. You will see that deliverance will start to flow. It will start with you first though. Amen. May everyone tonight step into a place of partnership. I'm speaking about now, really, not just by words, 
but will you step into a place of partnership with the Holy Spirit, into a place of partnership with His mighty Word. Are you guys with me? May that mantle rest upon you for revelation and understanding of knowledge. Amen. So say deliverance. Say again, say deliverance. Put on the screen for me, John chapter 8, verse 36. Amplified classic, AMPC. John chapter 8, verse 36. And it says, So if the Son liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Amen. Come on. Let's just give God a praise offering. You know, we serve a mighty awesome God, I can tell you that. When God makes you free, you will be really and unquestionably free. Meaning that when someone now looks at you and they look at your life, they will say without a question, every part of your life is aligned with His Word. I cannot question anything. You are unquestionably free. Are you guys with me? Listen, I want to say it again that this is a series that you cannot afford to take lightly. Everything leading up to the Expel Conference is to lay a foundation for unquestionable freedom. How many of you can say that I am ready for unquestionable freedom? I am ready for unquestionable freedom. I am ready for the freedom, divine freedom of God to come upon my life and to flow and become a manifestation in and through my life. Is that you? Listen, through this series and everything leading up to the Expel Conference, God will reveal to you the secrets behind many things that is going on in your life, behind many things that you are facing and you do not have answers for. I, you know, when Prophet preached this morning, I've asked the question so many times, my God, I, by the book, with counseling you know I will say this this and this and this and it will work for this one but for this one it's like everything just falls apart in their life it's like chaos yet they do everything right yet they fast they pray they see God they tithe they uh, everything yet it's like all hell is just breaking loose and they cannot break this thing that is coming against them and I, and I many times I ask God, but why, why, is it, why can it happen for this one, but not for this one? And it's because not everyone's past is the same. And Prophet started with something this morning to answer exactly the question that I had. And I thought, how could I have missed this? Again, I want to encourage you to go get all of that message. Guarantee you, it will give you a complete different perspective on curses. Generational curses. Are you guys with me? Amen. Now, we need to understand that deliverance is not just about that. I'm not going to scream and shout tonight. I want you to get this message. Amen. That deliverance is not just about the casting out of demons. I've explained that. The casting out of demons is just one part of deliverance. Your preparation leading up to the casting out of demons and your preparation after the casting out of demons is equally important as the casting out of demons itself. 
Are you guys with me? Say knowledge. Say understanding. Listen, through knowledge and understanding. I want this thing to stick. I want you to get this. The importance of this. Because many times when I preach, or every time that I preach, it gets back to the word. And I really want this thing to stick. Through knowledge and understanding, you will see true deliverance take place through your life. 100%. Are you guys with me? Now, there's a few principles regarding deliverance that I quickly want to take out tonight. First is that this is a kingdom that operates by lights. This is a kingdom that operates by lights. Are you guys with me? This means that your effectiveness and your efficiency in this kingdom is knowledge and understanding dependent. This means that your deliverance first starts with understanding and knowledge. I'm going to say that again. Your deliverance starts with knowledge and understanding. Your deliverance starts by revelation. Are you guys with me? Listen, you've heard me last week Sunday for, for those who have attended the services. I think it was the evening. I preached on the five ordinances that when you follow these ordinances of heaven, the result will be a dominion. Without a question, it will be dominion. Can you guys remember that? And for those who can remember, I stated that the first ordinance is that you must have knowledge of the promises of God. Now, I'm not going to get into that message again, but I just quickly want to expound on that part, bouncing off of what Prophet said this morning. I didn't want to go there last time, but now I can. Because we do not just need knowledge on the blessings of God. We do not just need knowledge. Are you guys with me? On His blessings for our lives, but we also need knowledge on His curses. Prophet clearly stated this morning's this morning that the origin of curses it originated from God and not from the our adversary the devil and when he said it it got extremely quiet that God is in fact the one who curses you are you guys with me and he took out many scriptures to back it up and I started searching because I knew. And he actually said it himself. He says, yeah, the guys are not searching because they now need to do damage control. <laughs> and um, so we started searching scriptures. And I'm like, okay, but I know a few. So it's, it is. And he broke it open perfectly. Are you guys with me? I want to go to a place in Deuteronomy that we all know so very well. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And um, you don't have to put that on the screen. I'm just going to explain it. And when you go to in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 28, the entire chapter is established on God giving blessings and God giving curses. Who? God giving blessings and God giving curses. And the blessings is determined on obedience and the curses is dependent on disobedience. And so when you look at the first curse, when God revealed the first curse in Bible, was when man fell in the Garden of Eden. Are you guys with me? Why? Because of disobedience towards the word of God because of a lack of knowledge are you again I state that your deliverance starts with understanding and knowledge you have to understand the importance of this because we speak about knowledge and understanding yo, yo, yo. do you know your word 
prophet spoke this morning about revelation and it's difficult week after week to give you fresh revelation it's not easy but that is the thing that changes revelation is the thing that transforms when i'm transformed it means that a part of my life that was in darkness have now received new lights and is no longer in that darkness which means that part that was in darkness that the enemy used to use against me to bring me now down i have received revelation truth knowledge and understanding out of his word and the enemy can no longer use that against me because now i carry light in that area are you guys with me which means that revelation is progressive you must receive it continually I say again that your deliverance starts first with understanding and revelation. You can go read it. Deuteronomy 28. God says, These will be the blessings if you obey to my word. These will be the blessings. If you are disobedient, then this will be the curses. Are you guys with me? Listen, with really, And then I said the second, second um, ordinance was that you need. You need um, to understand the dynamics. You need knowledge of the dynamics that will activate these blessings. But now in this case, also the curses in your life. We must understand these conditions, the demands that will activate these promises in our lives. We must understand the demands that will activate curses in our lives. It is a lack of understanding the demands that will activate curses in our life that cause us to step into the curses. Because there's most uh, a few scriptures in the Bible that when the believers get to those scriptures, they're like, oh, it's got nothing to do with me. This morning is what you call the hard truth. It wasn't just truth, it was the hard truth. Are you guys with me? It is more important than any other type of revelation you can receive is those hard truths. And there are many verses in the Bible that many is like, oh, I, don't, I stay clear of that verse. I just avoid it. And I've seen many times how people will ask questions, speaking to God, Lord, why is this happening in my life? Give me the answers on how to sort this out. And they will seek the answers like you should in the Word of God. And they get to a passage of Scripture. I'm not speaking about the Mekendrikas. And they get to a certain part in the Word of God. And the eye catches something. And it is God leading them. But it's a, it's a bad verse. And it's God maybe giving a warning saying that your destruction is at hand. And it's like, oh, no, no, that's not for me. But what if it is? You see how easily we want to think how God thinks and we think what He, this is now from Him and this is now not from Him. But whatever it is, Him trying to tell you something that if you do not do the former, then this is the latter, a result that will manifest in your life. Because of the seed that you've sown there, this is the harvest that you will reap. Because whether you believe it or not, you are, you are a walking, talking bag of seeds. And within every seed, there is a consequence locked up within that seed. And the way that I unlock the consequence that is in the seed itself is when I take action. So through many actions and words that you have taken and have spoken, you have released seeds. 
and the consequence on inside of it were unlocked and went into manifestation. That can, this can be for good or for bad, but whether you believe it or not, you are a walking, talking bag of seeds. And everything that you do and say releases the seeds and then unlocks the consequences on the inside of it. But in the same way, everything is a harvest because of the seeds that I have sown. And many times I have to backtrack and to go see what seeds that I... And that's the difficult part. Because we forget. And then God reminds us, But He's trying to tell you, this is what you've done wrong. This is where you've gone off. And this is how you will fix it. Are you guys with me? I've seen it time and time again. We only want to take the good out of it. Only the good. But what if God is warning you? It is in those seasons that the bad will become the good. That you need to eat it and deal with it. God will always protect you. His hand will always be there as long as you seek Him. But I cannot ignore the things that are written in Scripture. If you're asking for answers and it takes you to an answer, don't ignore it. Are you guys with me? Amen. So if everything that I speak and that I do is a seed that I sow, even more so the importance that I need knowledge and understanding and revelation of His Word, so that I can speak and do the right things. Because the first curse that came upon man was due to disobedience. So where am I missing it? Are we together? I hope that you're getting the importance behind this. Amen. And I stated if you can remember that the word primarily consists of three major things. And those were promises, principles, and prophecies. Say promises. Say principles. Say prophecies. And so it does not matter what God has said. If you are ignorant of the dynamics that governs these principles, it will make what God has said, as powerful as it is, it will make Him look helpless in your life. Because of ignorance. And even worse, if I remain in a state of ignorance and I do not receive revelation or truth or light, it will make deliverance look unprofitable. We cannot ignore the teaching ministry. It is such an important ministry. Are you guys with me? And that is why God said in His Word, Isaiah chapter 4 verse 6, you don't have to put it on, that my people are destroyed. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Amen. Listen, there is a strong relationship between your deliverance and the truth that is made available to you. I hope you're hearing me. There is a strong relationship between your deliverance and the truth being made available to you. And I can guarantee you, the truth being made available to you in this house is a truth that you will not receive everywhere. Again, I want to state, do not take it lightly because it is revelation that will bring life to your spirits. And it's the very thing that will cause you to become a new wineskin so that revival can start to flow, so that revival can start to break up. Listen, if revival is something that you are hungry for, 
run for the word run for revelation so that you can be transformed so that God can do what he needs to do are you guys with me which brings me to a second aspect of deliverance that I quickly want to touch on where are we I've only been 10 minutes there must be deliverance through transformation they must there must be deliverance through transformation amen say transformation You've heard me many times say that, listen, deliverance must be done out of revelation. I'm not just speaking about the casting out of demons. Are we together? Are we learning something? Are you guys okay? Amen. Deliverance must be done by revelation. Now this part can only be accomplished by the word of God. Put on the screen for me Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 King James. I know that we all know this. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 uh, King James. And it says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service carry on verse 2 and be not conformed to this world but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good unacceptable and perfect will of God now this this is the this is the promise are you guys with me the condition go back to verse 1 That word reasonable service, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, which is your reasonable service. That word reasonable is the Greek word logikos, where we get the word logos from. And now the word logos, as we have explained, is the living word of God on the inside of you. Are you guys with me? Now, which means that transformation, if we go to verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is where Paul again said, gird up the loins of your mind. And the way that you do that is with the word of God. Logikos, which is your reasonable service, which means that I must get his word, knowledge and understanding alive on the inside of me, so that I can prove, so that transformation can take place in my life. Because only once this transformation has taken place, then only will I be able to prove His good, acceptable and perfect will. Many has not even reached that level yet. Are you guys with me? Again, it gets back to the Word of God. Knowledge and understanding. Say knowledge. Say understanding. Put on the screen for me Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, New King James. And it says, let this mind, say this mind. Be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What a powerful verse. What a powerful verse. Let this mind be in you, which was also in... Can you imagine walking in the same mindsets as Jesus Christ? Think about this for a moment. Are you guys with me? 
there's a belief system that was in Christ Jesus that he's saying that I want you to operate out of the same system. I want you to have exact, listen, there was a belief system in Christ Jesus that have caused him to manifest as the son of God. And he's saying that I want you to have the same mindset. I don't know if you guys are getting this. And I want you to have the same mindset so that you too can manifest now as Are you sons of God? Yes. You are brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he's the firstborn among many brethren. Are you guys with me? There's a belief system that I've caused him to manifest as the son of God. And he's saying, I want this mindset to operate in you so that you now can manifest as the son of God. It's not rocket science are you a son and a daughter of God are you children of God then you must manifest as children of the lights are you guys with me but you cannot if there is a lack of knowledge and understanding you cannot if there's a lack of revelation are you guys with me amen so I state again deliverance must be accompanied by the transforming power of his word Otherwise, it will be of no effect. Are you guys with me? Your deliverance starts with understanding and revelation. Therefore, you cannot take the morning services lightly. That is where your deliverance starts. Are you guys with me? Amen. Please understand that. When we speak about casting out of demons, that you cannot just cast out demons out of people and just leave that individual like that. It's the worst thing that you can do. You cannot just cast demons out of people and just leave that individual like that. They must be equipped and they must be trained. They must from that moment forward receive knowledge and understanding because deliverance is something that must be maintained because when a demon is being casted out, that door still remains open. Put on the screen for me Matthew chapter 12, verse 43, New King James. I'm almost done. Twelve forty-three, New King James. And it says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Carry on. Then he says, this is the demon speaking. I will return to my house. Please understand that this is now New Testament. I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Carry on. Verse 45. Then he goes and take with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. This will happen when there's a lack of revelation. This will happen when there's a lack of truth. This will happen when there's a lack of light. I have stated many times that when something steps out, something else must step in you cannot just leave that house empty 
So the fact that the demon comes back and he finds the place clean and swept is not a problem. But the fact that he finds it empty, that is a problem. Because when he comes back, he must find that it's filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. He must find that it's filled with the truth of God. He must find that there is revelation, there is truth. Listen, how will he gain access back? Is by using the same lie that is deception and suggestion that he has been using for ages against you. And every single time you have fallen into that demonic cycle and you have not received after the demon had been casted out the revelation and the truth on how to maintain your deliverance and that thing will come back. Now it's very interesting that he calls you a Christian his house. In the Bible, I will go back to my house. I will go back to my house. May he never come back and find that place empty. May he never come back and find that there's a lack of revelation, that there's a lack of word, that there's a lack of truth. But when he comes back, you will tell him, listen, devil, I am no longer ignorant of your devices. I am no longer ignorant of your devices. Your time has expired and I serve you an eviction notice. I issue a warrant of arrest that you with everything that is of you will attach itself to you and it will step out of my life with immediate effect. But this house no longer belongs to you. This is a temple of the living God and it is full of the Holy Spirit. And you can now say, devil, I engage in the truth of the living God day in and day out. My diet now consists of the living word. If that is the truth, he cannot argue it. The only way to contradict a lie is with truth. If you don't, do not know the truth against the lie that you're being attacked with, you cannot contradict it. Will he find coming back that same thing casted out that have tormented you all your life? Will he come back and still find that you have still not gained the truth on how to contradict that lie? Or will he come back and you have studied this thing that you have struggled with all your life? And then you know that when this thing comes back, I have the answer against it. Because I have... Let me not go there. Devil is a liar. The Bible says that when he speaks, he speaks his native language. There's no truth in him. But he will get you with that lie if you do not know the truth. If you do not know the truth to contradict that lie. He cannot create. He cannot create. But he cannot form something new against you. What he's been using against you, that's what he has. And I want to tell you tonight in counter that Satan has exhausted his resources. Because all hell came against you. He has tried with everything in his power to get you down, to discourage you, to remove you. Man, he has tried everything. All hell has broken loose against your life. Yet, you are still standing with your hands raised high. 
praising and worshiping the Lord God Almighty. And I want to tell you tonight in counter that He has exhausted His resources. He has come to the end of the line because in this house you will receive the truth and the revelation, the knowledge and the understanding that you need to remain free. Here we do not just cast out demons. You're being prepared for that deliverance session. After the deliverance session, you will... Please understand that there's participation needed from your side. You cannot afford to stay out of church. Because the revelation and understanding and knowledge that I'm speaking of, this is where you will receive it. I have told you last week Sunday, God speaking, saying that I will send my pastors according to my heart and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. This is in your word. He says, God speaking, I will send you the pastors after my heart and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You cannot afford to miss church. This is where you will receive the knowledge and understanding that you need. I, I'm just still actually on one point. Are you guys with me? The teaching ministry is of the utmost importance, cannot be taken lightly. It is the secret to sustainable deliverance, the teaching ministry. Amen. So what does it mean to receive deliverance through transformation? It is a reorientation of your spiritual understanding through the word and this then opens you up to the nature of God I'm going to say that again it is a reorientation of your spiritual understanding please understand let's for the argument's sake say that 90% of what you believe right now is truth and correct rightly dividing the word of truth which means that 10% of what you believe right now is incorrect. It is the 10% of what you believe that is incorrect. That is the 10% that the enemy will use against you. That is the percentage that is still in ignorance. That is the percentage still in darkness. Are you guys getting this? And as you grow in your spiritual journey, you find that what I used to believe is not correct, is in fact not according to scripture does not fall within the boundaries of His Word. And then you realign. It is a spiritual reorientation of your spiritual understanding that takes place that makes a possibility for the character of Christ to manifest even more through your life. Amen? This is how you close the door on ignorance. Amen? This is how you break down demonic strongholds in your mind. Put on the screen for me Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 in New King James. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Paul speaking saying, For this reason we also, say we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Say with the knowledge. So again, say with the knowledge of what? In what? And? 
Answer. Let's try that again. One, two, three. You read. There's a lot of words there, I know. Here Paul was mentoring the church in Colossae and um, he was showing them the boundaries of spiritual growth. Are you guys with me? He's saying that they may be filled, the boundaries of spiritual growth, that they may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom, with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom, two different dimensions, and spiritual understanding. Listen, your mind must change in order for your life to change. Your mind must transform for your life to transform. Are you guys with me? You must be motivated through the spiritual realities that is locked up in Scripture. Are you guys with me? The Word is the truth. Say the Word is the truth. I think we can all agree to this truth that I'm giving you now. This is not a fact. The truth is that His Word is the truth. Amen. Say His Word is the truth. And His truth will cancel out the enemy. Say His Word is the truth that stands in my life. And His Word that is truth in my life will cancel out the enemy. Come on, give God a praise offering. Now, now here's the thing. A lie, is not is, a lie is not what is wrong or false. A lie is whatever God did not say. So the information might even be correct. But did God say it? Amen? You guys are missing it. Which means that if you're looking at your situation and your circumstances right now, did God, what did God say about it? A lie is whatever God did not say. When you look at your situation and your circumstance right now, what has God? What is His word over it? What did He say about it? Because if it's not in line with His word, it is a lie. And has no place in your life as a child of God. It must go. Are you guys with me? I don't know if you're hearing this. Some people look severely bored. Maybe I must just close off. You will need to govern all the information that you receive according to the truth of the Word of God. Are you guys with me? Put on the screen for me. I want to I show you something. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 9. I'm not sure what version. Uh, New King James. Um, no, put on the King James. Yes. Listen to this. A hypocrite with his mouth destroyed his neighbor. But now listen to the second one. I love this. But through knowledge, through what? Knowledge. 
Through what? Shall the just be delivered? Through knowledge, true knowledge, the just shall be delivered. So my question is, are you the just? Are you guys with me? Amen. Now once understanding and knowledge has been established in your life as a foundation, there's many other things from that moment forward because your deliverance starts with knowledge and understanding. There's many other things that will now start to manifest. And normally the first thing that you will see manifestation is the restoration of your possessions. The restoration of your possession. You see, many of you possess spiritual territory, physically and spiritually, that you are completely unaware of. But please understand that if you are not going to take dominion of your territory, that the enemy will. If you are not going to take dominion of what rightfully belongs to you, the enemy will step in and he will take control of it. It is time for you to get to a dimension of understanding and knowledge. I want you just to get this. I want this thing to stick. Are you guys with me? Where you can take what back what rightfully belongs to you. It is by knowledge, by understanding. It is by knowledge and understanding. Listen, that you will plunder the gates of hell. And that you will take back everything that rightfully belongs to you. If you can say that, listen, I am fed up. I have had enough. Enough is enough. And... I have seen too many people that want to fight in the natural. You cannot fight a spiritual battle in the natural. The way that you fight a spiritual battle in the natural is by getting down on your knees, you open your mouth, and you start to pray to the living God. You get your spirit filled with His Word, and you speak nothing but His Word. This is how you plunder the gates of hell. This is how restoration of your possession will be delivered back into your hands. How many of you can say tonight that I am ready to take back everything that the enemy has stolen from me? Say knowledge. Say understanding. This is where it belongs. Are you guys with me? Listen, Joshua said, it's all to the Israelites. He said, this is Joshua chapter 18 verse 3. I don't have to put this on. It's just for info. And he says that, how long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord your God has given you? He has spoken, God. And He has said that I am the Lord your God that will bring you into a land. I have given you a land that overflows with milk and with honey i have given it to you and i am the one that will bring you into that land and i am the one that will drive out the inhabitants of that land before your very face i am the lord your god and i am the one that have spoken this and i am the one that will perform it but a lack of knowledge and understanding they have become complacent with where they're at be careful for complacency Stagnation is a very dangerous thing. Still standing water is poisonous water. Never become complacent. Are you guys with me? While you complacent, Goliath is still roaming free. I say again, if you're not going to take dominion of your territory, the enemy will. Mark my words. It is time for a generation that can stand up and say that this is it. 
I am a child of God and I will take what belongs to me. But you devil will not have any rights or any authority over my territory. Amen. Put on the screen for me, Obadiah. Yes, that is in your Bible. 1 verse 17. 1 verse 1, 7, New King James. I want to show you something. Restoration of your possessions. O-B-A-D. 1 verse 17, 1, 7. New King James. There we go. And it says, but on Mount Zion, there shall be what? Come on, on Mount Zion, there shall be what? There shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. So there is a possession for the house of Jacob, but that possession will never come into their hands unless something else takes place. The Bible says here that there, they will come onto Mount Zion and there is an action that will take place that will unlock the gates for their possessions to come back into their hands, for them to have the ability to take what belongs to them. And that activity is known as deliverance. But he's saying that you must come onto Mount Zion for this deliverance to take. Some people are looking at me like I'm mad. I will prove. Amen. Your possession is right there. It's the one sitting looking in like this, as if, like Adam on Mother's Day. That desperately needs those answers. Your possession is right there. It says here, the possession is there. It is there. It's, it's, it is at hand. Yet they cannot take it. Because deliverance has not yet taken place. This thing must first happen. So that this thing can... I don't know if you're hearing this. Your possession... Many of you have asked, why is this not happening? Your possession is there. It is right there. I just... It's, it is like every time, just before it comes into pass, or come to pass, something happens. And it's getting cut off. It is right there. It is because there is deliverance that is needed. Say Mount Zion. Now this speaks about the kingdom of God. It speaks about the house of God. It speaks about the presence of God. And they will go to Mount Zion. And there will be deliverance. I'm telling you that we're laying a foundation and everything leading up to the Expel Conference. There will be a deliverance. There will be deliverance. There will be deliverance. And you will see the house of Jacob's soul. They shall possess their possessions. Encounter. After your deliverance, you will see that you will possess your possessions. It is right there. You're going to take a hold of it and you will possess it. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. I want to end off with this. Never forget this. Your deliverance comes from one and one alone. Your deliverance only comes from God. Never forget this. Your deliverance, deliverance only comes from God.
Yes, we do understand that God uses man. God uses people. I do understand that. But even in that, it is God's hand. Your deliverance, every judge that God has set up as judge over the house of Israel was set in place by the hand of God. Your deliverance comes from Him. You cannot afford to remove your eyes from Him. Are you guys with me? You must look at God for your deliverance. Amen. Put on the screen for me, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. New King James. That's an easy one. I want you to read this because you're falling asleep. One, two, three. What? Stop. You see how casual we read stuff. You know, when I see something like this, that's the moment that I jump up. I'm like, what? The Bible consists, major- listen, I have just stated this, primarily of three things. Promises, principles, and prophecies. What is this? It's all three in one. How powerful is that? Are you guys with me? So I want you to read it again, bearing that in mind. One, two, three. Listen, this is New Testament. And Paul is speaking to his son Timothy and saying that, listen, there is, the, the day is evil. There is evil at work, but that the Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my deliverer. And that He will deliver me. It does not matter what the enemy has formed, assigned, or have sinned against me. The Lord is my deliverer, and He will deliver me from it all. Listen, this is one of the names of God. He is not just Al Shaddai, Jehovah Nissi. No, He is also known as deliverer. Being your deliverer is one of the names of God. I need you to understand this. It is one of the names that have been given the Almighty God. And when you can have an encounter with Him as your deliverer, mighty things will start to shift, change, manifest, and take place in and through your life. The Lord is my deliverer. May you start to encounter the Lord God Almighty as your deliverer. May that name become a reality. That when you start to pray, when you start to proclaim, when you start to speak, you say, my God, my deliverer. You see, you won't say it unless it has not become a reality in your life. But if you, like David, have seen him pitch up as a deliverer day in and day out, that is when it becomes a natural part of your vocabulary, crying out, oh Lord, my God, my deliverer. In you I trust. In you I put my trust. I know that you've brought me out of it before. I know that you'll bring me out of it again. I trust in you. My God, my deliverer.
I'm just catching a breath. This David, David calls upon the Lord as his deliverer. Put on the screen for me Psalm chapter 40, 40 verse 17, New King James. And he said, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. Listen, when you start to call upon the name of the Lord as your deliverer, even before the words can exit your mouth, when you have just formulated it in your mind and in your intellect that you want to cry upon the Lord your God as your deliverer, know that He will already be right there by your side because you have already said it in your heart to understand i said again even before you can speak it just because it's in your heart he will be there even before the words can come out of your mouth i don't know if someone is hearing me tonight the bible says in the book of isaiah chapter 43 king james verse 1 and verse 2 put that on the screen for me king james Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2. But now thus say of the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Verse 2, listen to this. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers they will not overflow you. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 20, this is the NIV version, Mark 16 verse 20. And then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them. And he confirmed what? His words. He confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. If you want to see a manifestation of the signs, the miracles, and the wonders of God in a through your life, preach his word. Preach his word. Preach his word. Knowledge, understanding, and revelation. When David called upon the name of the Lord, as his deliverer. He killed the bear, the lion, and Goliath. You guys with me? When Moses called upon the name of the Lord as his deliverer, the Red Sea opened up. And the entire nation of Israel walked through on dried ground. And the Lord closed up the waters upon their enemies. When Joshua called upon the name of the Lord as his deliverer, the walls of Jericho came crumbling down. When Gideon called upon the name of the Lord as his deliverer, with 300 men, with pots of clay torches, they have defeated an army of Midianites of more than 120,000. 
when Hezekiah called upon the name of the Lord as his deliverer, one angel was sent forth who destroyed 185,000 Assyrians. When Samson called upon the name of the Lord as his deliverer, he killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. When Jehoshaphat called upon the name of the Lord as his deliverer, confusion went into the camps of the enemies to such an extent that every man turned his sword one to another, leaving not one man standing. And that day, God delivered a mighty victory into their hands. When Elijah called upon the name of the Lord, as he is delivered, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. If these men of old could have accomplished these great feats, how much more you and I that are filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God when we can stand and open our mouths and say, my God, I call upon you, my deliverer, may you step in, may you intervene on my behalf in this day. Say knowledge, say understanding. That is my portion. Psalms 37, verse 23 and 24, King James. The steps of a good man, the steps of a righteous man, the steps of the just are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Though we fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord is the one who upholds you with his mighty right hand. If you can only learn how to lean on the everlasting arms of salvation from where your hope and glory comes and call upon him as the Lord your deliverer you will see the impossible becomes possible a manifestation in and through your life like you I some people think this is a joke I'm giving you knowledge and understanding if you can apply these things you will you will see it take place Amen. Let me close. I said I'm not going to be long. Knowledge, understanding, and revelation. Shake off that lazy attitude. Take your Bible, open it, and start to study it. So by the way, I said this morning I'm going to walk into the church tonight without a limp. I have no pain in my leg. I'm telling you, it's gone. For those who saw me this morning, I couldn't. Listen, I could not walk after. Oh, it's Gerard's fault. It's the youth's fault. You know, it was so amazing to see a bunch of old guys running around like a bunch of 15-year-olds. Shooting the youth with water guns and throwing them with water balloons. I have not in a long time had so much fun. I could not walk that night. I did. I sprained something in my leg. I don't know how. But I was, yes, I was, I was just lying there, my, my leg, with an ice pack, and I posted on my group in this, in this family, we preach hard, we pray hard, but we play just as hard. And um, 
I, I, listen, I could not walk. And I said this morning, just say be healed. And the, and the guys cried out, be healed. And I said, this afternoon I will walk and I will be normal. And I walked into this church. Are you guys with me? I just love God. I love everything about Him. Everything about Him is excited. It's always something new to discover. Um, why did I get to that? Oh yeah, I think I spoke to Mark. And we spoke about Paul. Because my hand is in a mess. My leg was in a mess. My body is stiff. And I'm like, I feel like an old guy. No offense to the old people. And I'm not old. Don't let the gray hairs fool you. It's just wisdom. That's all it is. It's not age. And, um, and, uh, and we spoke about it. And I said, you know what? The enemy will not prevent me from giving this word. Even if I have to sit here and preach, I will do that. But he will not prevent me from doing it. And we spoke about, about Paul. I mean, you can imagine this man was stoned to death. Rocks. And then his apostles raised him up from the dead. And you can imagine this. His face is disfigured. He's just been stoned. Must be a bloody scene. He gets up and he preaches further. He was so disfigured that the people were afraid of him. But we sit with a sissified generation that cannot even open their Bibles and read. But they want to change the world. I want to challenge you. I will never challenge you on something I'm not doing. I want to challenge you tonight. And I hope that I'm provoking you. Shake off that laziness. Take your Bible. Open it. And study it. We have got three hour prayer sessions every morning. Join it. It is there to help you to transform and change you. Are you guys with me? It's time to man up, grow some backbone, and get part of this battle. Amen. Just quickly, if I can ask everyone to stand with me. everyone can just quickly stand with me <clears throat> and if I can ask you to close your eyes but don't raise your hands this is a very sensitive part of the service so I want you to handle it as such and that being said please no one looking around 
every, every eye closed. Except for the ushers. That will be assisting. I'm not going to call you to the front. Please don't let that keep you back. If you're standing here right now and you're saying, Pastor Martin, I, you know, I've now heard the message tonight again this morning and God really speaking to my heart. I can feel the Holy Spirit pulling on me. I want to recommit my life. I want to make things right with God again. When I used to have this passion, I used to have this zeal for the things of God. I used to have a hunger for Him, for prayer, for the Word, but life just happened and I lost it. But I want to recommit my life. I want to make things right again. And I want to state this, I always state this, those joining online, we're going to pray a prayer with you tonight. So please don't leave. You know, I always state this, that if you leave the service tonight and something happens to you, do you know for certainty that you will make heaven? Because there are only two destinations. There's heaven and there's hell. There's no in-between. And we're speaking about eternity. You don't want to play with us. And I'm giving you the opportunity tonight. This is God reaching out to make rights. You cannot stand in front of the judgment seat one day and say, I've never been given the opportunity or that I've never known. Because I'm giving you the opportunity now when I'm telling you now, there are only two destinations. When you breathe your last breath, there is heaven and there is hell. And so if you are standing here right now, even those connecting over live stream, and you say, Pastor Martin, you know, I am not sure. If you have the slightest of doubts that you don't know, you are just not sure whether you will see heaven, I want you for a moment to raise your hands. If you want to reconnect your life, make your life right with God again, I want you to raise your hands for me. If it is you connecting with us over live stream, you can just type in the comments section saying, it is me. It's me. And I want to give it a moment, you know, you will feel that tugging on your heart. You will feel the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirits. Don't ignore that voice. It is God reaching out to you now. And I see the hands going up. Thank you so much. If, just keep your hands up for me, please. If I can ask the ushers, please, to locate those raising their hands and just to stand by them for me, please. I'm not going to call you to the front. I just want to give it a moment. I just want to give it a moment. If that is you, just, just raise your hands. I just want to give it a moment for those connected over live streaming. If it is you, just say that it is me. But before you go to our online church, just please stay with me because we are going to pray a prayer with you. Okay. Thank you. You may lower your hands. And so I want the entire church in support to those who have raised their hands. I want everyone to pray this prayer after me saying father in the name of jesus i ask of your forgiveness for every sin that i am guilty of i confess that jesus christ is the son of god and that he died on a cross for all my sins father i pray may you wash me May you cleanse me in the blood of the Lamb. 
May you remove all my wrong and all my guilt. I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask, may you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, from this moment forward, I declare that hell is far from me and that heaven is close to me. I surrender, I yield, and I submit my life to you. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your forgiveness. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, give God a praise offering. Then for those who have raised their hands, please, we're going to close the service now, but please don't leave. There's an usher standing by your side. They're going to minister with you, spend some time with you, five minutes. Please don't leave. Those connected on live stream that have said it is me, you can head over to our online church. There we have people on standby that will minister, pray with you. They're going to spend some time with you. Please go to the online church now. And then if I can ask everyone just once more to close their eyes, just raise your hands to heaven as we close the service in prayer. Father, we thank you for an amazing day spent in your presence, spent in your word, my God. Thank you for your word that you have shared with us throughout this day, my God. I pray that it has fallen on fruitful ground. My Lord, that each and every one of us will clothe ourselves continually, consistently with your truth and have the ability by your spirit to walk in everything you have said before us. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise in the living name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give God one more praise offering.